0: Learn more at epiphany-stl.org. That's epiphany-stl.org. Our sermon text today comes from Ezekiel chapter 34, reading a couple verses again. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up the injured and I will strengthen the weak. And the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them in justice. This is our text. So, as you may have noticed, this is the city. We live surrounded by highways, buildings, concrete, and people. And though the third largest park in the city lies just across the street, the reality is that green spaces tend to be the exception and not the rule. And whatever green spaces there might be are surrounded by highways, buildings, concrete, and people. And so lacking adequate pasture land, none of you raise crops or livestock for your livelihood. None of you is responsible. For a flock of sheep, and even a single sheep for that matter, lies beyond your concern. In fact, you are probably absolutely and justifiably disinterested in anything at all to do with sheep. Who cares? Most of us don't even eat sheep. The closest I come to sheep is the wool in my dress clothes. And so when Ezekiel announces that he has a word for shepherds, the relevancy meter tends to go down a few notches and the interest level takes a dive with it. Who cares about sheep? Who cares about shepherds? Well, you should, of course, because after all, you are a sheep, as Nathan made very clear for us. It's one of the most pervasive metaphors in the Bible. God's people, human creatures, are likened to sheep, and it is an apt image. Fragile, defenseless, prone to wander, inclined to be unduly influenced by their peers, disposed to herd activity, dependent, stubborn, sometimes a tad smelly, and pretty much oblivious to all of these defining realities people do have a fair amount in common with sheep. But it's not just that you are like a sheep. The way that the Bible puts it, you are a sheep. You are part of a flock. And you and all of your fellow believers in the promises of God are God's flock. You have a shepherd, God himself, who watches over you, protects you, directs you, and provides for you. But the sheep metaphor can be developed in other ways as well and that's what ezekiel does when he aims a word at shepherds in this chapter in other words leaders of the people who are supposed to be responsible for the sheep but a shepherd caring for a sheep and a leader caring for a sheep sometimes creates some tensions and since you are a sheep it might be good to listen to what ezekiel has to say to these shepherds It seems that the shepherds of Israel, the religious and political leaders of Ezekiel's day, were not fulfilling their responsibilities. In fact, they were neglecting their duties and taking advantage of their situation. The shepherds were called to provide for the flock, but instead they were eager to fleece the flock. And worse, when a sheep was lost, they didn't care. When wild beasts attacked the flock, the shepherds were nowhere to be found. Instead of protecting the flock from predators, these shepherds were the ones preying on the flock. They weren't feeding the sheep, they were feeding on the sheep. The shepherds were the sheep's worst nightmare. And so Ezekiel declares God's judgment against these ruthless, good-for-nothing shepherds. The warning was clear. God would deal with them. God holds his shepherds accountable. And if you're a sheep, this is comforting. It's nice to know that leaders, whether in church or government, leaders who abuse their power are going to be called to account for their crimes. It resonates with our sense of justice. The same promise or threat holds today. God demands an accounting from those who are charged to lead. And so Ezekiel's message is good news. In this case, It is good to be a sheep and not a shepherd. It's a relief to be just a sheep. And it gets better because, remember, you're not just any old sheep. You are God's sheep, one of his hand-picked people. He has called you into his flock. He's made you his very own. God himself takes care of you. He always takes care of his sheep. He loves them. That's why he has such harsh words for miserable human shepherds who are supposed to lead but fail. When those shepherds fail, God himself steps in and God comes to the rescue. And of course, that is precisely what he did by sending his son, Jesus Christ. For the sake of his sheep, because he loved his sheep, God joined the world in the person of Jesus Christ, the ultimate and perfect good shepherd. Led by the Holy Spirit, Ezekiel looked forward to that day, centuries ahead, and he saw the fulfillment. He saw the time when the good shepherd comes and takes care of his sheep. He saw the work that Jesus, the good shepherd, does for his people. When the flock is scattered, the good shepherd gathers it together again. When a sheep is lost, the good shepherd never quits looking. He finds it and brings it back. When the sheep are hungry... He feeds them. When the sheep are tired, He finds a place for them to rest. When a sheep is injured, He binds the wounds and heals that sheep. You can breathe easy when you're God's sheep. You can let your guard down. When you are God's sheep, life is good. In God's flock, a sheep can rest comfortably, graze well, and grow strong and well-toned. A sheep can even achieve that healthy filled out look you know that well-fed american style sign of well-being prosperity and plenty not gaunt or scrawny but robust and sleek maybe even handsomely plump a sheep in god's flock has it good and so we delight in the great privilege of being god's sheep we relax and rejoice in the promise he has made God makes some powerful promises. Just listen. I will seek the lost. I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up the injured and I will strengthen the weak. And the fat and the strong I will destroy. (laughs) Wait a minute. Did you catch that last part? You've heard it several times now. And the fat and the strong I will destroy what's that doing in there just when everything was on track and comfortable and normal everything was looking great just when the promises were kicking in and it was feeling pretty good to be part of the flock just when everything was coming together and everything was blooming and smiling and things were sounding the way they were supposed to sound ezekiel or more exactly the holy spirit drops this choice bombshell the good shepherd who comes for his sheep and seeks and brings back and binds up and strengthens, also destroys. It's tossed in like an afterthought. The lost get sought, scattered, they get brought back. The broken, they get patched up. And the sick sick and the weak, they get healed and they get strengthened. And the fat and the strong, oh yeah, they get destroyed, wiped out, exterminated. That's what the Hebrew word means so what's going on what happened to the cheery comforting words what happened to a good shepherd who lovingly tenderly cares for his sheep word seems out of place but there it is destroy there's no way to wiggle out of it and no there's no clever interpretation to make it go away or blunt its force The message is dreadfully, disastrously direct. The well-fed, good, solid, healthy, strong, sleek sheep, precisely those sheep the Lord promises to destroy. It's no idle threat. God does exactly what he says he's going to do. The sleek, strong sheep get it. And it's not their anticipated reward, a pile of rich blessings and sweet luxuries that they get. No, they get God's wrath. They get destroyed. Make no mistake, the sleek and the strong are not just fat cat billionaires or Powerful politicians and policymakers, those who deal in influence and prestige. Now, this is not one more swipe at the self-serving shepherds that God hates. Now, this time, this time it's the sheep that are the target. The fat and the strong sheep, the buff and sleek sheep, are simply all the sheep who are not lost or scattered, or broken, or sick, or weak. The sleek and strong sheep are the decent, solid folk who do their best with what they've got. Those people who make a genuine effort to make things a little better in the world. It's people who work hard to do their fair share and who manage to get ahead and do all right for themselves. It's the people who get their work done, who meet their responsibilities, the people who are able then to enjoy some of the fruits of their hard labors, but no more than they have coming to them, just their fair share. Any of this sound familiar? Do you know any sheep like that? It's sheep like that that are sleek. It's sheep like that are destroyed. I won't presume to speak for you, but this text terrifies me. And yet the wonder of this text, the impossible and surprising beauty of this word from God is precisely its unsettling incongruity and its dissonance. You see, the hard reality is that God has no need for self-made, confident men. He has no use for the well-fed and the healthy. He has no interest in the person who's learned to pull his own weight and make a real contribution. God does not want sleek sheep because sleek sheep don't want him. God doesn't want sleek, muscular, pleasantly plump, Fit sheep, because these fit sheep are self-sufficient and self-confident and grow weary of needing God. Sleek sheep are certain of the privileges they've got coming to them. Sleek sheep are able to make their own way and take care of themselves. And that's why God does the loving thing to sleek sheep. He destroys them. He destroys the sleek sheep because he loves those sleek sheep. He does. And it's only when they have been destroyed that they are ready to be part of his flock. Think about St. Peter. Peter was one robust, solid, healthy, sleek sheep, wasn't he? He was Jesus' hand-picked disciple. He had great insight into Jesus' identity. He spoke with confidence for the entire group of the apostles. And when Jesus warned the 12 that they would all deny and desert him, it was Peter who was adamant. Lord, even if all the rest turn and run, I'm your man. I'm sticking with you. You can count on me. And so what did the good shepherd do to this sleek sheep? He destroyed him. He wiped him out and brought him to nothing through the challenge of a servant girl. I don't know him. Peter swore it and then went out and wept bitterly. You see, Peter had been killed, destroyed by his own self-sufficient sin. And then think about Paul, another, maybe perhaps the ultimate, good, strong, healthy, righteous sheep. An Israelite from the tribe of Benjamin, a Pharisee and a rabbi, a persecutor of heresy, a man who got things done. Paul was a strong, confident, sleek sheep. And what did the good shepherd do with this fine specimen? He knocked him flat. The flash of light, the words of rebuke, the humbling, crushing blindness, Paul was destroyed. Self-sufficiency and self-righteousness were wiped out a merciful action by the good shepherd. The sleek are destroyed so that they can be ready, finally, for God's work in them. They are destroyed so that they are ready to be bound up and made new again by God himself. Destroyed sheep are ready to be made into real, God-created sheep of God's flock. They are ready to be sheep who know their need, sheep who are made whole by God. God only cares for broken and weak sheep. Grace is only for those who are helpless and sick and lost and torn apart. And grace is what weak, lost, sick, and destroyed sheep always get. It was that way for Peter. Broken and shamed, he got grace. And then he was sent out to be a shepherd himself. A remarkable twist in the plan of the Good Shepherd. It was the same for Paul, torn apart and humiliated, repentant indeed, he received grace. And then he was sent out, another shepherd, to care for God's flock. It is the same for you, broken and humbled, brought low by the awareness of your own sin. You are self-made, capable, strong and sleek, no more. And then, in your inability and your great need, and finally aware of that fact, the good shepherd comes looking for you. He finds you, he binds your wounds, he builds you up, and he brings you back to the flock, and you are his. You are not a sleek sheep. You are his sheep, and his sheep you will remain. Amen. Lord God it is a hard prayer. But help me to pray it. Destroy the sleek sheep. Humble and crush and bring to true repentance and utter dependence those who are strong and sleek and proud and self-sufficient. Destroy me and then remake me. Amen.